Welcome to Female Inner Power, the podcast for women who don't want to choose between work success and life happiness. I'm your host, Nomi Melkyonatan, leadership coach and courage catalyst. Each week, I will share a refreshingly honest conversation about how to trust your intuition, lead from female power in male-dominated spaces, and inspire you to be a more confident force for good in the world. Are you ready? Welcome, welcome to another episode of Female Inner Power. This is bonus week. This week, I will be sharing part one to five of self-trust. This was a series of articles that I published a number of months ago on LinkedIn on the Female Inner Power Activation Newsletter. I'll make sure to link to the newsletter in case you want to subscribe to that too. And if you want to go back and look, of course, at the newsletters, if you like to have a written track record of what is said in here. So each day you will hear another one of the self-trust articles here in audio form. So let's take a breath and dive in. Self-trust, Article 3. How are you with decision-making? Eight tips. So this article is all about decision-making and I'm going to give you eight tips that will help you. It's never too late to change the trajectory of your life, but being very slow with decision-making will definitely slow down what is possible for you. The thing is, we don't have infinite time to act on an idea. We don't have infinite time to follow up on a connection. In fact, the frequency of success is fast. Yes, the frequency of success is fast and deliberate. So can you trust yourself with your decision making? If we can't trust ourselves with the decisions we make and the speed we make them at, then we limit so much for ourselves. I've noticed this again and again and again, that we can make a decision, but then not act on it. And that slows things down. Or we can be slow just in deciding either which way you're still sitting on the same decision and mostly you're taking longer than is needed. Having coached extraordinary leaders and business owners for the last 15 plus years, here's some of what I've learned around improving your relationship with decision-making. If, if you improve decision-making, it improves everything in your life. Okay, let's move on to the key lessons. Number one, know what matters to you. I remember a very senior leader telling me how when she was offered a very prestigious internal promotion, she told the executive hiring her that she would not travel as much as they wanted her to. She said it calmly, but with absolute clarity. When I reflected to her that this was courageous, she said, it hadn't felt like courage. She said she was so clear about what matters to her and how she wanted to be present for her children at this stage of their lives that the decision or the answer was obvious. The more clarity you have on what matters to you, the easier it becomes to make decisions. Number two, 
trust yourself to live with the consequences. Let's just say that again. Number two, trust yourself to live with the consequences. If we are afraid of getting it wrong, we can be paralyzed about making decisions. But the truth is you can handle getting it wrong. Most people don't regret the risks they took. They regret the risks they didn't take. Be deliberate with your self-talk and remind yourself that whatever happens next, you can navigate it. You can tell others you made a mistake. You can learn from a failed decision. It's often when we learn the most. You can grow from whatever happens next. Trusting yourself to live with the consequences is easier if you know that as soon as something feels off with the decision you've made, you'll investigate it. If you ignore your hunches, then the consequences, of course, might escalate. But if you straight away explore what might be off and speak to others impacted by the decisions, then you can feel safe to live with the consequences because you're going to catch it before it spirals. This one, you might want to stop, rewind and listen to it again and tell yourself, I am strong enough and I'm capable to live with the consequences of the decisions I make and I can stop them before they spiral. Number three, not making a decision is also a decision. I'm sure you've heard that before, but so important to remember. You can A, let life choose for you, or you can B, actively make choices. Either is a decision. Which type of person will you trust more? Someone who makes decisions or someone who lets life choose for them? Which kind of person do you want to be? Someone who makes decisions or someone who doesn't and let life choose for them? And by the way, this does not negate what I teach in the Female Inner Power Club and so many of my coaching and courses about being led by something bigger than ego. This is not about all the answers come from ego. This is definitely also about being led by a bigger force. But you can get the hunches, you can have the intuition and you can be afraid to make the decision or you can go, okay, I got the impulse. Now I've got to, as the human, take the action. Number four, strengthen your intuition. Just because you don't have all the facts or the logical argument to back up your decision. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Intuition often speaks in whispers and stomach feelings. Always give yourself a moment to breathe. Tune out everyone and everything and see what answers you are guided to if you trust your intuitive powers. The more you exercise your intuition, the stronger and clearer it gets. This is so important. Definitely, definitely strengthen your intuition. And if you're not sure how to do that, I have several courses that will be massively helpful. One of which is Female Inner Power Club has a module on intuition. We do lots around intuition and also role model your way. My inner leadership course has a whole big module on intuition. The more you can trust your intuition, the better you'll be at making decisions, the better everything will be. Number five, make the decision less important. 
Yes, make it less important. If you make a decision super important, it's very likely that you'll find yourself tightening up and the pressure will not bring more clarity. Remind yourself that whatever decision you make, it doesn't define you. Stop making every decision mean something. If your decision leads you down a rocky road, you can course correct. Hardly anything is ever final. And how you handle the moments when something went wrong is what makes you a great leader. If you've ever found yourself in that kind of like, this decision will define me. This decision is like, can change my life. Yes, it can. But at that moment, it becomes so hard to make one and to move forward. And so when you make it less important, it will be easier to figure out actually what's right. It's not that you're not being considerate and deliberate with your decisions. It's just you allow your body and your mind to relax. And a relaxed mind comes up with far better decisions than a pressured, fear-driven one. Also, needing to get every decision right is an illusion that breeds toxic perfectionism. You cannot get every decision right. And when you want to, that is definitely toxic perfectionism. Number six, don't give yourself a hard time. From listening to those that are successful, both on the outside and feel great on the inside, here's what I've noticed. They don't spend time second-guessing themselves or giving themselves a hard time after making a decision, even if it turns out to be wrong. Think about this. If someone else gave you a hard time when you got a decision wrong, this has probably happened, by the way, so you don't even have to think about it. You can probably just remember when someone gave you a hard time when you got a decision wrong, and then they kept reminding you that you got it wrong, would you want to hang out with them again? Would you want to make any decisions again in their presence? My guess is mm, not really. This means you damage your relationship with yourself when you give yourself a hard time about a decision. And in fact, you encourage yourself to make less decisions going forward if you second guess yourself. Ouch. If this one touched you, journal on this for a moment. Just notice if you give yourself a hard time about the decisions you make or if you second guess yourself, it really doesn't encourage you to make more decisions faster. We said the frequency of success is fast. Whatever success means to you, living a big, full life, that means making decisions faster and not second guessing them. This is about the relationship you have with yourself. Number seven, cheer yourself on like you would a child and focus on the learnings. Children learn well when we support their learning process. We don't say, hey, you got that piece of math wrong. So, hey, you'll never amount to anything. We say, well done for concentrating. I believe you can do it. Let's practice a bit more. I promise it will get easier over time. Just stick with it. It will get easier. I'm so proud of you for sticking with this. Us humans don't learn well through berating or fear. We learn well through a deliberate balance of support and challenge. The berating and the fear belongs to 
the past, well, unfortunately not, but that's what we would like it to belong to. You know, that comes from the fearful, fearful side of the patriarchy. Give yourself encouragement for sticking with the process. So what if a decision went off in a wrong direction? You were brave enough to make a decision and now it's your chance to learn and grow. What did you learn? What does this tell you that's useful going forward? What does this decision give you an opportunity to showcase? Showcase in front of your peers, showcase in front of your team, in front of your children. Perhaps a chance to show humility, vulnerability. It might be a chance to showcase that you can listen deeper, to build stronger relationships, to gain more clarity. There's always an opportunity to learn and that's what helps us grow. Number eight, take the next action step that goes with the decision straight away. Once you've made a decision, take the next action step as soon as humanly possible. This will help you not second guess and give things a moment. And if the first step brings back information that you're on the wrong track, then you can reconsider. But without any action taking, you won't have any new information to consider. And without action, you're not moving forward, meaning you can easily glide back into questioning your decision. And that's a rabbit hole of procrastination. I've noticed this in myself of how I can go, okay, very quickly. My intuition is very strong. I'm like, yeah, I know what the decision is. And I'm hmm, sometimes 95, 98% certain. I'm like, yeah, I, I've got a decision. I'm like, I'll just wait a moment and see, you know, I don't, there's no reason to just act on it instantly. And when I do not act on it instantly and set something in motion, those 2% or 5% of hesitation, easily the next moment becomes 7 or 10 because my mind, my inner critic, has time to build up arguments and other evidence. And maybe I talk to someone or hear someone who's fearful. And then suddenly the 2% becomes 12%, becomes 15%, becomes 20%, and then I wait. When you don't take action straight away, there is a vacuum. And there's space for self-doubt, for fear to come in. Take the first, smallest action. Just set things in motion. You get information back. Does it still feel, yeah, okay. Or, ooh, that was off. Or, gosh, this is going to require more courage to keep going with that. But I still think it's right. So those were the eight tips that will help you with your decision-making when it comes to trusting yourself with decisions. Which one of these eight lessons are most important for you right now? Observe yourself as you make decisions this week. Notice whether you trust yourself with the decisions. And if it feels tricky to decide, ask yourself, what would make me trust myself more to make this decision right now? And of course, no matter how you feel about your decision-making, now is a great time to breathe. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to check out the Written Self-Trust series that was first published as part of the LinkedIn newsletter, Female Inner Power Activation newsletter. You can find it by 
connecting with me on LinkedIn. I'm Nomi Melchior Natan, the only Nomi Melchior Natan on LinkedIn. And then subscribe to my weekly newsletter. Also, if you want to help the podcast go further, I would really, really love it if you would share the podcast or this particular episode with other amazing women. And if you'll take a couple of minutes to write a review of the podcast, that helps other women who find the podcast to trust it and like it. Thank you so much. And of course, no matter what's going through your mind right now, there's always time to breathe. So let's take a breath. And go spread the magic. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And I would love it if you would rate and review the show as it really does help other women to find it more easily. Remember, no matter what's going on around you, it only takes a single breath to start grounding back into your power. So let's take a breath. Feel your power and go spread the magic.